Welcome to the Make Books Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Marlene Seegers, co-founder of Two Seas Agency, a boutique literary agency based in Ojai, California. Join me and take a glimpse behind the scenes of the international publishing world through my conversations with key players of the industry. My guests all have one thing in common. They make books travel, for instance, from one language to another, from idea or manuscript to published book, or from page to screen. Find out how they do it and why. Thank you for listening. And now on to today's show. Welcome to a new episode of the Make Books Travel podcast. Today's guest is Gunnar Zunibulk, who recently founded his own independent publishing house in Germany called Canon Verlag. Gunnar's publishing career spans 25 years. Previously, he was publisher of Aufbau and most recently publisher of Ulstein. Founding an indie publishing house in the midst of a global pandemic may sound like a crazy idea. I wanted to better understand Gunnar's motivations and decision-making process and decided to invite him as a guest on the podcast. You'll find out during the interview that it can be summarized as eat, pray, publish. Jokes aside, I was moved to hear that one book in particular played a key role in the birth of Canon Verlag. So without further ado, here's my interview with Gunnar Zunibulk. Hello, Gunnar. Hi. How, hi, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks for Thank calling. Yeah, so thank you for joining me from Berlin, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we have a lot of things to discuss on this podcast episode. Um, one of the first interviews, I don't know if you listened, uh, there's just quite a few now to, to listen to, but uh, one of the first interviews I did for this podcast was with uh, Wendolin Perla, uh, I think it was episode three, um, so right at the beginning of the pandemic, and Wendolin founded her own independent publishing house, Perla Ediciones, in Mexico, mm -hmm. right before the pandemic hit the globe. And that timing was, of course, challenging because she could not have foreseen an extended lockdown period, major economic recession due to job losses, etc., etc. And now you actually founded your own independent publishing house, Canon Verlag, in November 2020. Yeah, which exactly. was actually in the in midst. August, actually in August. Oh, in August, right. So okay. It was in between lockdowns. In between lockdowns. So I'm assuming you were fully aware of the challenges. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm very curious to hear about how, how Canon Verlag came to existence and how, how you see the months and perhaps years ahead of us. But um, I'd love for you to give us a brief introduction um, to yourself and your your publishing career so far yeah yeah of course um i'm i'm in the industry for 25 years now i would i would say and i'm uh personally and from my from the side of my biography uh, attached to certain uh, topics and areas i was born and raised in in leipzig the, the former gdr um, in 1970, when the when the Iron Curtain was still dividing Europe and Germany, actually mm. the whole world. My 
Uh, and this is important for my work. That that's why I'm um, mentioning it. My father was an activist and in opposition of the communist regime, and and he was mm. in prison for three years, for almost three years, oh. for, for political reasons. So, wow, that's very important uh, for me. He was set free in the summer of 1985 and literally sold to West Germany. That's what that's what uh, East Germany did. They were need. Are were you need serious? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> it was. It was common. So wow. dissidents were sold mm -hmm. uh, to, to West Germany. And so was he. He was an engineer. And I followed in August 1985. I was 14 then. Hmm. So I'm, I'm sharing this because freedom of speech, to stand up for your beliefs, um, is mm. really central for me in my work. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think that a publishing house should be a sanctuary, a place of free and undogmatic uh, thinking really mm -hmm. I, I do think so as um, my father and I as an in incomplete family we started anew in Bavaria I was 14 as I said amidst uh, puberty and I spoke a heavy Saxonian accent then <laughs> and I was surrounded by by a heavy Bavarian accent speaker so I felt silent for a couple of months because of because of my accent before I took wow. on the heavy Bavarian <laughs> accent. And when I went to Berlin for university, I, I quit that as well, the Bavarian accent. But I guess right. when I developed my sense of hearing, my, my sensibility of language, and yeah, I, I found out that imitation is important, <laughs> that, that it can be <laughs> inclusive, uh, the, the right use of language, but, but also maybe opportunistic, right? Mm -hmm. So I, hmm. I always felt affiliated with, with reading and writing and the humanities. I studied literature, history, and philosophy. And I was soon interested in the practical use of it. Uh, I didn't want to earn a PhD or strive uh, for an academic career. So I started to look out for internships, as, as most of us did uh, uh, of, of, of that generation. And I ended up being, being one of the first, may, maybe even the first or second intern at Aufbau Verlag, the predominant mm. and, and foremost publisher of the GDR. They, they called it the Surkamp of the East. <laughs> Christoph Wolf's uh, work was published and, and, and many other important works came out. Mm. And... Um, when the wall came down, Aufbau was privatized and was still struggling in the mid and late 90s when I joined economically mm. and, and it was in search of a new identity. But it was the, the only German-German publishing house uh, in the country that was, that was left, actually, because the East German publishing industry went really down. Mm -hmm. So... I kind of stayed, I, I, I can say, for almost 20 years, uh, being an intern and becoming then an assistant editor, an editor, an editorial director, and finally the publisher in 2014. So I spent 20 years of my career uh, at Aufbau. Hmm. In 2018, I figured that 20 years at, at one company are enough, and I joined Ulstein in Berlin as... Um, CEO and publisher, and Ocean is part of a of a big group of of Bonnie Publishing. Ulstein is three times as big as Aufbau, and and a third of the fun. I, I soon found <laughs> out, and so I left mm. that 
half one and a half year years later I left. So that's mm. uh, roughly my my publishing career in short. I also was an intern at FSG for half a year, working mm. for um, for Roger Strauss and and the famous or or even infamous Peggy Miller. Oh, that must have been an experience. <laughs> it was. I was mm. I was putting together an anniversary anthology at Union Square in the dustiest office of my career. <laughs> <laughs> that was the old uh, head headquarter of, mm. of FSG. It was it was a great time. And was this before you interned at Aufbau or in between? That was in between my Aufbau internship. And becoming an assistant editor at Alf, but that was in the mid '90s. Mm. So I went to New York for half a year, and yeah, mm. great opportunity. It was. It was. I don't. I don't know if they do it uh, nowadays. It was uh, FSU was really international then, and they were publishing a great deal of European authors: Kustabal, Frank, uh, uh, Elias Canetti, many, many, many others. It was. I was impressed, and when I was there, Seamus Heaney won the won the Nobel Prize, and and, mm. and I was freaking out. But Peggy Miller said, "Well, just another Nobel." <laughs> That was right. That was there. Blase. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, been there, done that. Oh, one more. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a great house, and it still is. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Mm. And so, was starting your own publishing company something that you've always aspired doing? Um, not consciously. I must say, uh, when I'm speaking of FSG and um, during uh, uh, during noon breaks, I was sitting there with my co-intern and now stakeholder and colleague Sinje Rosbach, who ah, uh, wow. <laughs> who assisted Michael uh, Naumann at Holt and and is a curator now at the Jewish Museum in Berlin, and we were sitting there over coffee and bagels and and were talking about our own publishing house in the future, but that was. That was more playful, I I think. Maybe it wasn't, uh, but no. the The truth is, I actually I always wanted to uh, to sit at the round table, so so to speak, be part of of the arts, being be inspired by authors and colleagues. And I thought that the publishing uh, industry offered a good mixture of sociability and and concentration, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, But over the years, I found out that much of that had disappeared. So nowadays, publishing is less about editing, supporting writers, and I don't know, help, helping make their visions come true. It's more about bureaucracy management. And, and that's what I experienced in later on in my career. So mm. do you know that book by André Chiffrin? Uh, publishing houses without publishers yes 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 mm -hmm. so in a way his prediction sadly came uh, came true mm. and so after leaving Ulstein I didn't want to be head of a group again I didn't want yeah. to be an employed publisher I wanted to publish books in my way and then in mm -hmm. an old-fashioned way maybe in a way that I've seen in New York or uh, in the early years at Aufbau That's mm -hmm. that. It, it was rather an opposition than um, I didn't want to go anywhere else. 
So I had to set right. up my my own venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it's. I mean, as the years and, and the decades now have passed, more and more publishing houses have been bought, or there's there's more and more consolidation uh, between publishing groups. So there's uh, just a, a, a decreasing number of independent publishing houses where you could have um, taken on that role. So. Uh, it seems indeed uh, kind of a natural uh, evolution for you to have to have started your own venture. Um, and at what point did you decide to, to to go for it? When did you make the decision? I was I, frankly, I was struggling. Uh, as I as I said, I took off for uh, for a period of time, and I didn't want to want to be in touch with, uh, with the industry for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then I spent the last summer in, in Italy traveling with my family, my sons and the dog. I, <laughs> I read books and I mused about my future. Mm. And at that point, I was thinking about a partnership with a renowned German publisher. I, that I did. Mm-hmm. I, I figured I could, buy shares or take over in the future but then on a on a hot summer day i saw uh, i saw a posting by my friend lauren vine u.s editor Mm -hmm. whom you whom you may know yes who had just acquired a book by an author with a funny german name katharina volkmar so i was Mm -hmm. i was on fire (laughs) and i Katarina is is also an agent. I I know her a mm-hmm. bit, and I didn't know that she was a brilliant writer. So mm. I I asked Lauren, "What's it with this book?" And um, I found out that that this is a very hilarious and and obscene and funny monologue of a German woman li- living in London who undergoes surgery at her lower parts of the body. Okay, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. frank, very daring. So I was impressed and did some research. And I found out that, that the book was sold to 10 territories and excellent publishers, but not to German ones. So this was weird, and but also typical. Um, if you know, referring on, on what I said before uh, on bureaucracy and you know mm. being afraid maybe to go after, after really uh, special books. Mm-hmm. So foreign rights were with Grasset and Heidi Warnecke, I called mm-hmm. Heidi, uh, walking up and down on the beach. <laughs> and she said, mm-hmm. look, I'm, wow. I'm on vacation. <laughs> and back back in the office on August 17th, French, French summer yep. vacation, three weeks, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Heidi said, by then you should know if, if you want to buy a company or found your own. So because you did not have any structure yet. You just were intrigued by the book. You knew you wanted to do something with the book. Yeah, yeah, actually, I was, yeah, I was uh, musing, thinking I could do this or that. So along came this, this book that no one else wanted. And I thought, hey, what, isn't that a good reason to, to found your own company for, for and around a book that no one else wants on your domestic market. So I founded Kanon uh, Verlag on August 13th. And on August 18th, I gave Heidi one day to acclimatize back in the office. Mm-hmm. I, I submitted my offer mm-hmm. for Katharina's book. 
And from that mm. moment on, it all went smoothly and automatically. I, I, I would, or I, I, I I'm saying, Mm-hmm. Because a book needs uh, needs to be distributed, financed, needs a cover, mm-hmm. and needs siblings and a surrounding program, and and mm. it came all very naturally. There was this one book, and it was like a you know, um, uh, like an automatic pro- process. I had it in my in my bones what mm-hmm. what needed to be done next. So. This this was really a, a revelation and 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 very hmm. very nice, yeah. Yeah, that's a great story. A book leading to a publishing house, rather yeah. than the other way around. It's uh, and and at that point, so you're you're talking August of last year, August twenty twenty. Exactly, yes. yeah, August mm-hmm. last year. Then I then I founded the uh, the company. And I, I mentioned that round table, and and I thought about people who who might want to join, who I trust, friends, and also professionals who are capable of supporting me professionally and maybe financially. So I approached men and women of my age, friends with similar ideas, and. And so we put this together in a in a very short period of time. I must say, mm. it was in a in a way it was all there hidden in my in my brain somewhere. And as soon as um, Katarina's book popped up, uh, all the ideas and, and structures and, and further steps uh, showed up as well. So it was miraculous. Hmm, like a, almost an organic development, an organic movement there. Right. Hmm. And and how many um, are you, the, the, the group of professionals that you mentioned, which are stakeholders uh, of the company, right? Exactly. They are, I'm the main stakeholder and, mm-hmm. and there are, let me count, I think we are seven. Um, one is, uh, one is a, uh, very very well known German writer Bof Biak, who uh, who's who's quite successful, and then the before mentioned Sinja Rosbach mm-hmm. um, um, is part of part of our group. Author and bookseller Edgar Rai is is amongst us. Uh, architect Silke Haupt and an art director um, that I know from from Aufbau times back then, Anke Fesel. So we're. Uh, very good good group of people and mm-hmm. and and share share the passion for storytelling and an, and a keen in, interest in the world around us mm-hmm. oh and uh you you mentioned that um the book needs siblings and the it, it needs a designer cover design needs a distribution and all that so that that leads me to the question of actually you know publishing your first title so mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken uh the appointment is publishing uh, is coming out in the fall um h- how is the german publishing market doing at this moment i mean we've 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 almost been one year in in the pandemic now um mm. How do you see things? Yeah, I'm I'm standing at the sideline uh, right now, so I'm not uh, yeah. super, super well in- informed. But but I can see that there are downs 
<clears throat> there are ups and downs again, right? Mm -hmm. last, yeah. Last spring, I think more in, in 2020, more books were returned than, than delivered than distributed. Mm. So that was that was hard. And then in, in the summer there was a recovery and and, and a sales spike, a sort of a year-end business uh, in the in the middle of the year, I, I think. And until December a great deal of quality publishers that I've talked to seem to be happy how they how they went so far financially. But then that second lockdown um, destroyed the final season again, I think, and sales are flat ever since. Hmm. And it's 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 um, I mean bookstores are closed in uh, most of of Germany in Berlin and Brandenburg they are open. Mm -hmm. Which is which is strange, but due to the um, you know administrational system of uh, the the federal system of, yeah. of Germany, the Bunde, Bundes or however you call right, it, the Bundes, the Bundesländer <laughs> yeah. can can mm -hmm. decide um, some things on their on their own, and it's mm -hmm. also a great deal of bureaucracy that's, yeah. that's happening there. So there, are, there have been many attempts to to make up ever ever since to strengthen uh, online activities, but it's mm -hmm. not as not a substitute. No, no assets for the real mingling and and the fairs and the readings. Mm -hmm. But and and I'm really afraid that there's a, a damage that is severe. You know the. The cultural public was was damaged. The presence uh, of discourse, readings, authors in in the publics um, uh, um, showing up, and and I'm as astonished and 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 shocked in a way to see how how little presence really. Um, strong literary voices like Daniel Kehman or or some others are having uh, right now i mean as maybe also also in the political sense right for the for mm. the whole society there there is not much resonance for for literature and 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 the arts right now i'm afraid yeah what's well, it like so, what's it like over there in the in, oh. in the states <laughs> i mean it's uh, what exactly uh, just the, the the general state of of publishing and and book selling or yeah. more the involvement of the government of because that's basically <laughs> non-existent yeah. um <laughs> no yeah. surprise <laughs> yeah um it's i i have to say um i've yeah i'm i'm a little bit on the sidelines as you say it too, of course, I do follow what's happening on the U.S. market, but because I'm also involved in in a lot of international markets, I, uh, I I have to keep my finger on the pulse kind of everywhere. But it seems that um, that it's it's publishing is. Um, holding up and 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 uh we didn't have any uh we don't have any uh closures now uh the uh the stores are back open i mean this is also per 
state. Uh, every state has its own uh, rules and, and its own uh, decision making when it comes to uh, the response to the, the pandemic. So in California, we recently had a um, the um, the restrictions became less severe. So it's mm. uh, yeah, it, it's. I have to say, I mean, in, I live in a small town, um, Ojai, um, which is about an hour and a half, two hour drive from, from LA. And we have one, we have a few bookstores, mostly used bookstores, but one of the bookstores that, that, that is quite well known, it's an open air bookstore. Um, so there's no roof. Of course, it's in California. We don't have that much rain. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, cool. uh, it is possible. And it's actually, it's quite a, it's quite a tourist attraction. It's called Bart's Books. And, um, Every time I, I bike past or I drive past, I, on the weekends at least, yeah. I see people standing in line to enter because they only have, you know, they have a maximum uh, occupancy. So, and I spoke with a manager uh, not long ago and he told me that basically they can't keep up with the demands. So, of course, this is, it's it's a secondhand bookstore, but they also sell a few like more um, antique books and uh, but also some some new titles and yeah so he's he's seen a lot of uh, like a growth in in their um, in in their in their sales and in the demand so I think it's um, yeah they're, that's they're, encouraging they're yes exactly it's encouraging of of course you know it in a global and a more general. Um, uh, picture, you know, the recent purchase of Simon and Schuster by Panger Random mm, House. Right. You know, there's, as I said earlier, there's this consolidation. There's, yeah, it just the diversification of the, the, um, you know, the independent publishers and independent bookstores too. It's it it is a very fragile um, yeah. setting, I would say, and that's that's not, yeah, that that's sometimes. Especially in bigger cities, it's uh, I have the feeling it's it's it, they're maintaining and and in in little like tourist destinations like my town, uh, things are are thriving. But elsewhere in more rural areas, I think it's it's uh, pretty dire. Yeah. Mm. But what you're describing goes for the the whole publishing industry as well. There is room and space mm. and a need for authentic and and special. Um, content and 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 uh, enterprises who who do it in a different way mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. not uh, i don't want to be uh, misunderstood and and i'm not argumenting in a in a nostalgic way i don't i don't want it i don't, i'm not saying it was all good back then and yeah. like reinstall <laughs> yeah. no it's it's not the way uh, that it works nowadays there are many many good opportunities to mm -hmm. to make books visible via the internet and, and, mm -hmm. and online but on the other hand what i'm saying is to get back uh, some of the passion and and and, and reinstall that in a in mm. a way and and the old um and the old styles and 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 loyalties towards uh, yeah. ideas books and authors so so that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. And and um, speaking of consolidations, there there is room for for new and and very well shaped uh, new enterprises, and and that's the you know that's the good part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, consolidation also creates space for for new uh, for new independent ventures. Of course, that's uh, it's um, it's, it's kind of the law. Yeah, it's balancing out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and what were the main challenges for you to get started? Um, and if any were related to COVID nineteen in particular, maybe because uh, you know everything was closed and you like depositing papers that you needed uh, how 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 was it to um yeah to start your business now during a pandemic and how was it to start a business just in general was there were there things that you didn't anticipate um or that were easier than you anticipated no it was just as hard as i thought it it was <laughs> the, the i mean it's just as um it's the pandemic doesn't make any difference when you when you start an enterprise. You don't get any uh, any <clears throat> grants or or help from from the government. Uh, mm. You don't you don't just don't get that as a as a self employed taxpayer. Uh, you you don't receive any aids here. Um, mm-hmm. um, neither you 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 get uh, help from from the Berlin federal. Government. This is quite um, off-putting, I, I, I must say. So, so I found out very soon and 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 didn't, you know, yeah, didn't complain. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't benefit from any fiscal or, or financial support here. But mm. um, <clears throat> but what was interesting uh, that it wasn't too hard. To interest um, to, to interest banks uh, to to finance uh, the company that was really a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. So I was I was talking to to a couple of banks and and, um, and they were strongly interested. I was prepared for for soliciting, I I must say, <laughs> yeah. but mm. I learned that <clears throat> at least at the end of last year there was that bank consultants and strategists considered book publishing a, a relatively solid industry then mm. right because mm. you know the the numbers said um, german publishing was only down to 4% uh, at the uh, at the end of november early early december mm. so they mm. realized that 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 this yeah, isn't a too bad uh, industry to invest, um, mm. and and there weren't too many, uh, you know, startup financings going on at at that uh, period of time, so mm-hmm. they were they were quite open to to finance. Uh, at at the end, I decided to to um, to cooperate with an investor uh, who's also a stakeholder now, which is more promising, I think, mm-hmm. f- for me. So, because I want to, of course, develop um, um, the house, the publishing house, and I want someone, you know, to really care and participate in uh, in a strategic sense, uh, and to yeah, not just to take to take my money and the interest. <laughs> mm, right. So this was this was interesting. Financing was uh, was not not the hardest part, <clears throat> mm. and the and the rest of it. Uh, if if you if if you uh, are starting from the scratch, you have to set up everything: uh, the whole administration, the distribution, the 
the art department, so so to speak. You have to find a production director, and that's but that's the joy of doing that. You you can handpick and work with people whom you like and whom you you know maybe admire and mm-hmm. and 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 who do great uh, a great job and a passionate uh, passionate job. So that's that's really lovely to to mm. orchestrate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk some more about the the, the team that you're um, putting together that you've put together for the publishing house. But uh, first, do you have one piece of advice uh, for people who are thinking about starting their own publishing company? Don't try. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Bukowski. Just do it. <laughs> no, Alpha. Um, um, what I was saying beforehand, right? I, I was in that in that weird mood of brooding and 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 musing and not being sure what what I should do. Uh, it try to. Uh, it's it's not a bad thing to be in such a mood and, and not to know right away what what should what you should do next. It's it's mm. it's good to to have these obstacles and and think carefully and and think and take a bit longer, but then try to get a clear vision of your abilities and then just really just do it. If you fail, at least you've tried. Try mm-hmm. try to stay calm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and avoid both pride and despair. I would say. <laughs> yeah, that those are hard ones. I think <laughs> too. Biblical, biblical yeah. words. No, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's take your time. Try, try, really try to try to find out what you what you're good at. Mm. And do you think that you mentioned that you took some time off and you actually spent some time in Italy away from everything? Mm. Do you think that was really essential for you to have come to doing what you you know the the decision making afterwards to to start your company? Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. It's uh, you don't have to you know always continue being in that uh, you know in that rat race or put, being part of that rat race. Step aside and and take some time off. I mean, mm. it's it's your life. <laughs> yeah, and I and I found out that I didn't. Uh, the next, I want to I, I want to run the house for more than twenty years. I'm I turned fifty now, which is a crucial uh, period of time in everyone's life, I guess. So, mm. so I yeah carefully thought about whom I would like to spend the rest of my professional life with. Only only people whom I yeah. Whom I like uh, to be around and 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 who do who do a good job and you know support my ideas. Mm. So that's mm. what I yeah. what I try to put together. Yeah, <laughs> and be you know being in Italy, it it is also very helpful because you you look at the piazzas at the at the arts and you uh, all of a sudden I was. I was thinking, yeah, and measure and 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 rules belong to beauty. Measure, measure and rules and and beauty go hand in hand. So that's when I came up with the name Canon, which mm. which which has different layers of meaning. It it means, of course, a choir of people singing together, a, a piece mm. of music, which I like. But it's 
also um, especially in, in 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 the German literary scene, it's it's a very severe and Latin originated uh, uh, word uh, dis- describing um, uh, the the books that count, of course, yeah, the the work mm-hmm. of arts that that counts. So. So it's a mixture of both. It is light and it is severe as well. So uh, being in Italy, um, it all came to me. The book, the mm. name of the publishing house. So maybe that's my one piece of advice for people uh, who, who want to start their own businesses. Uh, go to Italy for a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, if I may, to, to, to do one part of the Eat, Pray, Love uh, journey. <laughs> For you, it would be then eat, pray, publish. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how about uh, your team? Then you mentioned that you you really enjoyed being able to put together, choose the people that you want to work with. Um, what does your team look like now? And and tell us a bit about your intentions, program, kind of titles you to see in your list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they are they are freelancing most of most of them. Um, and um, over the years, I want to, of course, I want to employ people. I have one employee who's constantly uh, working with me. He's a bookseller as well, a young a young man, very very passionate about books and literature. And and he's the only person that is. Uh, you know who's who's here uh, const- constantly um, besides me and and he will you know he will do online marketing and, and visibility things uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the internet set up set up web shops and do these things and and um, and all other uh, all the others the production director the art uh, director are working for a period of time uh, as self employed mm. people so mm-hmm. we're starting um, as far as costs are concerned very consciously and, and and small and try to you know broaden our you know earn money and 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 and, and hire people find a find a room i'm doing this from my <clears throat> from my home mm-hmm. uh, right now and i mean it's covid times and sooner or later we want to find a, a spot uh, a, a, which can be a showroom and an, and an open place for authors uh, in berlin offices mm-hmm. of course mm. right so that's what we do and and the group of stakeholders uh, since they are professionals, they have really good connections. They are authors, they are booksellers, and they contribute to the to the program. So they they are extremely helpful uh, on the strategic side, and but also contribute really and 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 submit uh, books and and we discuss and um, yeah have a have a lively yeah dis- discussions uh, on on books to be published or not. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of books are you going to publish? Which, uh, whether it's, it, well, you already said that you're going to bu- uh, publish a book in translation, uh, the appointment. So right. how do you, how do you see your, um, yeah, your program unfold? 
Right. I we're starting with ten books a year, and um, so in in twenty one it's going to be five books. Um, mm -hmm. I I think we we will be a bit more serious uh, in the winter season and a bit lighter and more entertaining in spring, and we'll mm -hmm. offer both fiction, domestic and translated, plus uh, plus. Narrative nonfiction. That's that's mm. more or less what I what I have in mind. <clears throat> my my first nonfiction title, for instance, is um, this is a, a translated title. Uh, the The author's name is Kirsty Bell, and she's written um, a very special female history of Berlin. It's called Her Berlin. And that's a book we share with uh, Fitzcarraldo uh, in the right. UK. Uh, they they are publishing Katharina Volkmer's book, um, The Appointment, yeah. as well, yeah. over there. And this is a very personal and special Ber Berlin history, as I, as I said, a, a hybrid literary portrait of, of the city, of the town, told from the more or less apartment point of view of, of the author. It's a cultural history and a very mm. personal female history of the city brilliant really really strong mm. um, storytelling narrative uh, non-fiction non so that sort of uh, yeah non-fiction books we're looking for but mm. but then on the on the other hand I'm um, I'm also looking for for literary crime for for spring Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Highsmith and Fred Vargas, who was published at, at Aufbau. Aufbau, yeah. Mm. And, and I always like the traditional detective novel, and it could be also cozy crime with a, with a certain extra. Uh, so that's, that's quite interesting. And for spring uh, 22, we've... We've acquired a, a Danish novel, actually the most successful Danish novel in 2019 or 20. No, 20. It's it's uh, Stine Pilgard's Meter Per Second, uh, published by Gutkind Verlag, also a, new, mm -hmm. yeah. a newly founded uh, independent publishing house. Sold, I think, 80,000 copies in Denmark, which is great. Oh, that's and, a lot. Yeah. yeah, and it's a it's a it's a good book for for the springtime. And then also, I'm I'm quite interested in rediscoveries in, in modern classics at at Aufbau. Mm. I I accompanied the the success of uh, Hans Fallada's works uh, alone mm. in Berlin, and mm -hmm. and I published John Fanti's uh, work at Aufbau, and I would have loved to, to to publish James Baldwin, and I'm and I'm thinking who is the female writer. Um, Of the 50s, 60s, 70s of color, uh, uh, who's who who might be in a, a female equivalent to James Baldwin? Uh, if anybody knows, please get in touch. Uh -huh. I'm, All right, I'm, listeners, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, so yeah. that's so that's what we what we do, and and w which is not that interesting for for you international guys out there, but but I. I try to be really in the. Uh, I tr tr want to accompany German writers uh, at the beginning of mm -hmm. their careers and to grow with them and mm. discover them and, and, and really work, 
work together. And I, I believe, and we all believe in talent. <clears throat> hmm. Well, I think it may be interesting for for our listeners also because that may be the new German author that they're that they're looking for, right? Um, to to publish in translation. So who yeah. knows? Hmm. And um, so you mentioned that you wanted to at least uh, last the, the publishing house to last at least 20 years. Um, let's not go, go that far ahead of <laughs> time, but what do you, what do you see? What do you think the next five years or so look like for you and, mm. and Canon? Yeah. As I said, we want to find offices grow, find, uh, uh, find authors um, and, 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 you know, be successful with with the guys uh, that we that we put out and hopefully our our style will be acknowledged that's what i that's what i hope i mean it's it's also very much about the de design and the making of the books um, very you know the 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 real uh, handcraft chip uh, is is important uh, to us so i am I can't foresee that far. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that I hope that stores will open, that that mm. the literary and cultural life will be reestablished, and and that we can <clears throat> that there is a, a fruitful ground uh, we can put our seeds on in, in, mm. into. Yeah. So that's I'm. I'm I don't know, humble. Yeah, yes, I know. And of course, there's so many, still so many uncertainties. Uh, the the Leipzig Book Fair it's, has been postponed to mm -hmm. May, right? Is that still... It's cancelled. Oh, it's cancelled, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. That's, uh, yeah. What about, what about London? Uh, will it take place in, in, in June? Will, will, will well, there be people? officially, it's still on. Um, mm -hmm. Now I have no idea who who would be traveling there. I don't see anyone from the US, at least, or from this side of the Atlantic, travel to uh, to the UK and maybe even from other European countries. It's still it's still so early. I mean, given all the virtual meeting proposals that I've received over the last couple of weeks for now, mm -hmm. March, April, I don't think anybody is, is seriously considering doing anything for the London Book Fair. So... Um, Yeah, mm -hmm. but for for now it's it's still on, and yeah, who knows when we'll have news? Complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. And so you're also a published author. Um, what uh, your your book? I think you have one debut novel, right? Which was yeah. uh, published by Dumont uh, a couple of years ago. Um, quite successful, some prize winning, uh, won some prizes. Uh, what is your experience to be both an author and a publisher? So basically you're on both sides of the fence. How does that influence your work as a publisher? I think, it helps. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I think it helps. I'm not envious uh, or, or anything. I don't, I don't think that it is an obstacle or contradiction on, on the contrary. I, I, um, I don't want to impose my um, 
my philosophy or style on on the authors, but I can act like a ventriloquist, maybe a ventriloquist. <laughs> I can I can sneak into the text and see other barriers and offer different ways to overcome these. So so that's uh, I always uh, thought that it is helpful uh, to be uh, to step into a writer's room and be a partner who really knows what's what's going on, yeah? What mm-hmm. are the fears and what is the angst uh, that writing um, um, that that is involved with writing? And I like I, uh, I like being in therapy with authors and try to find out what they subdue and what mm. they really want because I know it's hard to to find out when you're on your own and, yeah. and it's always good to have a to have a partner and a and a companion and that's what I that's what I try to be think as an author and then step back and and act like an like an editor and leave then the the final decision to the authors that's a process i really mm-hmm. love and i like to work mm. like that mm. yeah and are you currently working on a new novel or writing anything new i am i am actually and it will take time and yes. uh, and uh, and i stay calm <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll take time. You can't do ev- everything at one time. Mm-hmm. So there, there will be a time for writing. Now it's time for for canon. Yes, yeah, yeah. Everything has its its own rhythm. Um, and besides the books that you're involved with professionally, and we already mentioned a few that uh, that you like or that you like to have published or that you're looking for and that you will publish, uh, are there any books that you read recently that you don't have anything, any professional ties with uh, that you would recommend to our listeners? And, and why would mm. you? I'm, I recommend everything from Annie Arnaud, uh, who, mm. I, who I really love. And with, I mean... This is all nach Athen tragen, uh, as we say in German. Um, you, you all know how how how, how great uh, she is. I don't know how the saying goes in English. <laughs> how, uh, can you say that again in German? Eulen nach Athen tragen. <laughs> oh, to bring owls to Athens. No, yeah. is that it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have no idea what that means. So, but <laughs> I will look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> do, do, do that, do that. Anya, Anya no, is just uh, is just amazing, and and, mm. and I I rediscovered Hannah Arendt's uh, works, uh, the predominant philosopher or, or rather analyst of subordinate behavior. Mm. Um, you, you may know her book on Eichmann, yeah, which is a classic, mm. and and I and I love her lectures on ethics and the evil. That's it's it's really a must read. And, a history uh, on philosophy and you know this is very touching in, mm. in her op- opinion indifference and and indulgence are really evil so i can i can agree mm. Hannah mm-hmm. Arendt, she's, she's great yeah hmm. all right well, well thank what you, you what have you read what 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 did you write? um so it's interesting i you're you're now the second podcast guest to ask me that question actually the, the the first one was my previous interview uh which i recorded two weeks ago so i i 
I'm afraid I have to give the same answer because I haven't read much new <laughs> other than everything that I'm involved with, obviously selling um, uh, that, that, that I represent on behalf of my clients. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it short because I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself. But uh, I, I recent, recently or in the last year or so, I really fell in love with Joan Didion, who okay. I already <laughs> knew. But I'm just absolutely, yeah, her, um, I have a copy of the White Album on my bedside table. Um, I, her book, um, my, uh, the book on them that she wrote after she lost her husband and her daughter. Magical uh, Thinking. Magical Thinking, exactly. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah anything that that goes yeah I, I i have to say i haven't read a lot of recently published books that i don't represent that i could recommend here i usually do that during my time off but i have to say i haven't had much time off <laughs> these uh, these months <laughs> so um so yeah i would just i would go with uh with joan didion and um well and maybe yeah actually i i may have not forgotten to mention that in, on the previous interview also patty smith i oh, cool. uh, was very late i was very late to read uh, just kids uh, which uh, it came out obviously in i don't know the in the 2000s um and uh i only read it uh recently and yeah it's just <gasps> yeah I, that's, I, that's I, the last concert i attended patty smith in berlin i <clears> used <throat> Oh, when when was that then? Right before it was November nineteenth. <clears throat> oh, November nineteenth. Yeah. In wow, okay, she yeah. Was, she was here. It was, How was it? It was amazing. It was lovely. She's mm. so, so cool. Everyone yeah. was getting up and and cheering and and singing along. So mm. yeah, so yeah, she's she's great. She's great. Mm -mm. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so, well, so good, good, good choices. Uh, auto, auto fiction and, and literary auto fiction. Very, very good. Yeah, it's a trend. I, I think I'm, I'm after that sort of writing mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, I think both, both Patti Smith and and Joan Didion, they're just the observers of their times and and the way. Yeah, I don't know, kind of helps perhaps to to make sense of it all in my own life <laughs> how well, i mean I that's what 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 you can stand for yeah 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 so all right i've i've taken up a lot of your time already and i, I really appreciate it because it's 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 late in uh, in berlin before we wrap up this interview do you want to mention anything that i may not have uh, brought up earlier no, <laughs> no <laughs> okay it You're was done. a pleasure. It was a pleasure, uh, Marlene, and I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, well, same here. It was really great to to reconnect uh, this way. And um, well, I wish you the best of luck with with Canon. Um, I'll I'll be following um, your uh, the movements, the titles that you acquire, and uh, and hopefully, yeah, let's let's catch up soon. Perhaps in no, I don't think so in London, but perhaps Frankfurt. Who yeah, knows? Um, but we'll we'll be in touch by uh, by email and and phone in the meantime. Let's raise the glass in in Frankfurt. We'll do that. Let's do that. All right. Thank you so much, Gunnar. Have Thank a good evening. Thank you very much. So do right. you. Bye. Bye.
Thanks again for listening to the Make Books Travel podcast. I hope you had a good time and learned a thing or two. Check out the agency's website, 2CsAgency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please leave a positive review. Thank you. Merci et à la prochaine.